Hi everyone. Welcome back to our podcast Mindful Minutes Season 1 Episode 3. This is your host Tanay Sarputdar. Mindful Minutes was conceived to brainstorm marketing ideas and strategies specifically for small and medium businesses. I am grateful to our sponsor Marinoid, the marketing agency and strategic consulting firm that's designed to empower small and medium businesses. They are making this podcast series possible by enabling us to share innovative insights from and for the small and medium business world. Do check out their website for more details. But in the meantime, I am also deeply humbled with the support and love that you all have shared for this podcast. Please continue to do so and share your views on this content as well. We have been discussing critical marketing elements or critical elements in B2B, neuro-linguistic programming to cultivate a B2B success mindset and the insights have been terrific. I've, it has been an eye-opener and I have received a lot of feedback from my friends, family, colleagues that, is, that it has given them a new direction to think. In this, in this episode as well, we are going to discuss a different dimension. the psychology psychology of persuasion in b2b marketing and sales can persuasion techniques be used to better our conversion rates or improve our customer satisfaction that's that's the thing that we are going to talk persuasion as a term it has been used extensively but from my experience it's more of a control mechanism both both internally and externally everything in demand generation or even marketing overall aims at persuading the market the customer or anyone to take some action is there a way we can enhance it well yes of course and one of the answers is emotional intelligence i have done my assessment and also got certified in emotional intelligence a while back and it it made me realize what if i knew this earlier you know let's let's get started then since it's a podcast on you know art psychology combined of course from a b2b marketing perspective who better to brainstorm into it than my dear friend amarendra so here we are for the third episode on mindful minutes welcoming amarendra chitale nlp master trainer coaching psychotherapist founder and ceo of agile neuro president aanlp an amazing athlete cricketer tennis player and i can go on and on in the last episode we brainstormed how neuro linguistic programming an art or a science can help you develop a success mindset be it b2b product or b2b service but what if we can read what a customer or market is focusing on as we are just trying to figure out the programming of our brains how how will we make it much more easier or be more in control so let's let's invite amarendra again to help us unravel these things welcome amarendra thank you so much tanay for inviting me again it's always a pleasure to be uh, with you on on this podcast and uh, it gives an uh, opportunity to share my knowledge also like you said earlier 
there are a lot of feedbacks coming in uh, from various podcasts so in a way no, it's not only about uh, telling people giving people uh, or or uh, empowering people it's also about learning so really i have also learned a lot of things uh, since the last podcast so thank you very much for inviting me again awesome awesome and of course we're going to be as casual and i know you're going to be as straight as an arrow so let's dive deep the topic for today's brainstorming session is the art of persuasion emotional intelligence in b2b marketing and sales so uh, emotional intelligence at the core the psychology of persuasion in b2b marketing and sales is a multifaceted area it involves understanding human behavior Uh, decision making processes and utilizing various strategies to influence our potential customers or clients and uh, you know as as far as my understanding goes ai also involves the ability to identify and understand not only one's own emotions but also the emotions of others so it also entails um, i believe effectively managing and using emotions to guide actions and relationships in a business environment more on uh, developing behavioral flexibility self motivation stress management and so you know overall emotional regulation but that's that's just my understanding of it uh, amarendra can you just shed more light into what is emotional intelligence and uh, is the art of persuasion also part of emotional intelligence well you know emotional intelligence is uh, it it has a lot of dimensions to it first of all uh when we talk of emotional intelligence uh our ability to deal effectively with our emotions in our personal life and workplace is critical to our success and uh, i think uh, a lot of people have spoken about this uh, uh stephen covey the author of uh, seven habits of highly effective people has said this that more than intelligence quotient uh emotional quotient is very important these days because your intelligence quotient that is iq is uh, you cannot increase your iq okay so once so it's like the processor in the laptop so if you want to increase the processor speed then you have to replace the processor <laughs> but uh, uh, anybody who comes uh, right from the time, day the child is born and when when the brain gets fully developed the iq is kind of set but uh, when it comes to emotional quotient uh, that's one type of intelligence which can be increased okay so when i say that uh, it is our ability to deal effectively with our emotions in our personal life and workplace and it is critical for our success because along with intelligence quotient emotional quotient helps us uh, achieve that effectiveness so like uh, you said earlier we are playing multiple roles in our life and each role has its own challenge now today we are specifically talking about uh, you know b2b marketing okay or business in general uh, i've realized this after uh, being in business for a very long time that in uh, emotional intelligence uh, plays a very big role because it is all about your state it is all about your emotional state it is about understanding other people first of all it starts off with understanding yourself so if you understand your own swot analysis your own values your own belief system uh, uh, what what are your strengths your weaknesses etc then you know 
then you have better self awareness apart from that now the logic says that if you are self aware then you can manage yourself very well which is the second competency in emotional intelligence that is managing yourself now when we talk about managing yourself it is about managing your emotions channelizing emotions regulating emotions which is very important in business scenario because uh, i've seen a lot of times people throwing away their business uh, just because they were not able to manage their state of mind uh, you know in critical moments sometimes you know if you if you were to talk about personal brands now you you have these organizations and you know they spend millions of dollars or probably billions of dollars in building their brands but what about the personal brand at the end of the day if you really want others to invest in you and your business then people have to first perceive that this is indeed a very good brand uh, to invest in remember people buy trust first and then they buy your product that is how it is an emotional intelligence kind of like i said first of all it talks about how you manage yourself manage your emotions create your personal brand create your trust right uh, it is after this that the art of persuasion comes because if people trust you then you know 50% of the battle is won then it's just a simple concept of uh, you know putting your communication in the right way so that people are able to uh, uh, see what they can achieve for themselves by investing in you well we spoke about uh, self awareness and self management well there are two other competencies which are immensely important when it comes to business uh, or b2b marketing and that is others awareness how how well are you able to read other people because if you are able to read other people then you you can maneuver you can be flexible in your communication you see rigidity does not get you very far enough if you are a rigid person uh, so uh, you will have one way of communicating for example so if there are 10 people in front of you and you have just one way of communicating then three people understand you three people so, uh, somewhat understand you and four people may not understand you and you will realize that in when it comes to persuading people if you don't understand them then uh, uh, and there there will not be any behavioral flexibility in communication and hence that entire uh, endeavor of persuading them fails so if you are able to read other people then the last competency is managing them because logic says that if you are able to read other people then you are able to manage them you are able to persuade them you uh, you are able to influence them uh, in any way uh of course in all of this uh, what is important is the ecology and the responsibility part is also important which emotional intelligence talks of a lot so all in all emotional intelligence is about these four competencies self awareness self management others awareness and others management now as a part of others management there is something else which is called empathy putting myself in my prospective client's shoes and uh, then thinking what could this prospective client be valuing what 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 is the value that this person wants and if i can look at the world from that person's perspective then i am in a better position to pitch in my product and we, uh, we need to do all this while managing emotions while regulating emotions so this is where i mean you take emotional intelligence out of the equation and you'll realize that uh, Uh, businesses uh, are destroyed like you know i can give you a piece of statistics 
uh, 70% of the organizations uh, closed down in the first five years. And one of the reasons that they closed down is that the promoters of that business are not flexible. They are not able to, the, the emotions get better of them. They are not able to use the right language at the right time, which again, all of this is a part of emotional intelligence, right? And of course, there is no innovation or creativity, which basically talks, when are we innovative and when are we creative? When we understand the world better, when we understand other people better, and this is the requirement and we need to change our products. We need to, uh, you know, modify them in a certain way so that that kind of value can be provided to the to the new world. You see, the world has changed in the last uh, 10-15 years and it has changed drastically. And now you see that there is so much of importance of emotional intelligence, emotional quotient. Talking of which, uh, it's it's very important, you know, for all the at least the businessmen, you know, or uh, those who are in uh, the marketing professionals, just to understand their uh, emotional quotient. And to, in order to understand that, there are various assessments which are there. And, uh, well, these assessments are there on uh, uh, academy.agileneuro.com or, you know, on, on, our, on our websites. And they are actually free. Okay, so... Uh, why the, uh, you should get assessed? Not because uh, you know, uh, uh, not, not because you need to uh, necessarily achieve something extraordinary, which you will eventually. But you see, the thing is, if you don't understand yourself, uh, where you lie, and what kind of improvement you should get uh, in in yourself, then you don't have a starting point. That's the problem. So this is basically what is emotional intelligence and, you know, its importance in business. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, you said it. Four points that you mentioned, they are absolutely right. And of course, definitely people should strive to achieve a higher emotional quotient. And I'm sure once people do those assessments, they'll realize much more, uh, you know, how it is going to benefit them. But overall, what I've observed is... Uh, the, and that's the main reason why we are actually brainstorming these sessions is because people rely too much on circumstances and they are probably right in some way but uh, they don't realize that they have to be the one who drive it they cannot always uh, you know expect that the situation is going to be right they have to try and read it from different perspective like you said step into the other person's shoes and then try to imagine or you know then try to make a decision and you mentioned that there are companies more than 70 percent of them of course that's a well-known statistic from a startup perspective that more than 70 percent of them fail in the first three years and i've seen one statistic even more growing that you know people do assess sometimes but they don't take decisions and the reason why they don't take decisions is because they have not been uh, emotionally uh, stable they've not understood how emotions play they don't take those decisions because they're not confident and i would highly suggest that if you assess what's your current state if you assess how better you could have read this situation maybe though that 70 percent can go down so thank you once again for sharing that uh, you also mentioned that there are assessments 
So can you shed more light into how an EQ is assessed or how is the value assessment performed? Well, you know, here's another piece of statistics. 90% of the top performers, okay, in any organization are high in emotional quotient. This is the piece of statistics, you know, which which has been well researched by various wow. universities all over the world. So take any big company, okay, or any company that is even a small company for that matter, but which is doing well for a long time and their promoters are the same for many, many years. Okay. So um, if you were to do their uh, EQ assessment, you will always find that their emotional quotient is quite high. And that's why I say that uh, 90% of the top performers are high in uh, emotional quotient. And that does not mean that if somebody's emotional quotient is low, that means that person absolutely has no chance in building uh, his or her <laughs> business or, or can. No, I get, I get it. I get it totally. I mean, <laughs> That's, that's definitely not going to be the case. So, uh, anything more yeah, yeah. so, so I was just saying that, you know, uh, so the starting point is assessments. Okay. So the assessments, uh, when you go through these assessments, they are uh, basically going to give you individual scores on your self-awareness, like I said earlier. Okay. Then how well you are able to manage yourself. That is self-management. It will give you uh, in terms of percentage. Uh, the third one is others awareness how well you are able to read other people and uh, fourth is uh, how well you are able to manage other people along with that it also talks about your motivation it talks about your values now you see the thing is there could be certain values which you know which might be conflicting with your endeavors like for example somebody wants to start a business but the core value that that person uh, has is uh, is security. Now you realize one thing that when you want to start a business and and even B two B marketing for that matter, it's it's quite a uh, towards profession, isn't it? You need to be a go getter over there. You sometimes you need to take a lot of risks. Sometimes uh, certain things may not be planned. Uh, so when it comes, if somebody's core value is high secure uh, high security uh, whereas maybe the profession demands that you should be a little bit of a risk taker maybe a calculated uh, calculative risk uh, taker then this value is a conflicting value this is where sometimes the uh, uh, the entrepreneur or the marketing professional sometimes has these issues of not being able to uh, uh, do justice to the job or there is job dissatisfaction or like you said earlier they don't take decisions uh, you know sometimes people again like you said earlier the people uh, kind of depend on circumstances from the uh, if you were to correlate this with uh, the hr field uh, it's something like the lag indicator you know something happens and then the firefighting starts well emotional intelligence ensures that you are going to uh, take proactive decisions, okay? And this is what the assessment is going to tell you. If there is any kind of value uh, disconnect, uh, whether uh, you really need to be more proactive, whether you need uh, 
to do more work when it comes to others management or maybe self management whatever it is so it is going to give you a complete rainbow analysis of uh, what really needs to be done because like i said earlier that emotional quotient can be increased the way we were in school we were not the same in college the way we were in college we are not the same now that maturity level has increased hence the emotional quotient has increased we have learned things the hard way but that does not mean that the next generation or the next generation of entrepreneurs or marketing professionals also should learn it the hard way if we have the technology if we have the science if we have the uh, you know the the art part of it then it should be it should be uh, utilized yeah so that that's that's what these assessments are absolutely why reinvent the wheel when it's already been there so you can just might as well take it to the next level so uh, we are on the topic on discussing on building relationships and trust so can you give us couple more examples on how uh, better we can understand building relationships and trust with ai Any actual example which you can share? Yeah, sure. So you know, uh, trust and uh, emotional intelligence—they are uh, so close to each other. In fact, I would probably say that trust is one thing that uh, is is it lies under the umbrella of emotional intelligence. Now, the, now, if I'm going to give you a simple formula, you know, if people use this formula in their life. then they will never fall short of being trusted uh everybody i mean a leader needs to be trusted by the employees a businessman needs to be trusted by his or her clients you know stuff like that so the simple formula is that uh, it's it's a it's a three step process one is and it's a it's a greek concept which is 2500 years old and that greek concept is is ethos pathos and logos now ethos is your credibility as a businessman ethos is your credibility as a marketer as a marketing professional in fact ethos is a, is your credibility as a husband or a wife as well <laughs> okay so uh, i mean anything that you do okay the, you have to be credible okay so if if you have a prospective client or even your existing clients for that matter in their eyes are you a credible service provider or Uh, or uh, you know are you a credible businessman in your eyes of your kids are you a credible parent in the eyes of your spouse are you a credible spouse you know it's like that so uh, credibility can be uh, you know divided into four parts one is your capability of doing whatever you are doing second is the results that you've shown in the past third is your integrity which is you know walk the talk and fourth is your intent what is your intention and uh, that should be pure now you realize that if any of this goes bad okay then um, then credibility goes bad like for example if you don't have the capability of providing the service that you know you are supposed to provide credibility goes if you have not shown the results in the past and that's why on on a lot of websites you see when all these e-commerce websites or any website you see it talks about the capability and the results that have been shown in the past that that's why that information should be there on the website the third third is the integrity i mean you say one thing but do another uh, like it's like you know the boss saying that all of you should come to office at 9 o'clock and the boss himself or herself is coming at 10:30 <laughs> that is the problem with integrity isn't it the boss is saying that you know 
you should be loyal to this organization and uh, his own uh, resume is on some job portal <laughs> that's where integrity goes for a toss <laughs> Uh, so again, as a as a service provider, as a as a marketing professional, whatever you are saying, are you living up to it? So that's and it's, this is a very important point and a very underrated point that uh, uh, if if you if you are telling something that okay yes we will deliver this to you you should deliver it that's the as the integrity part of it and of course the intent uh, what is your intention uh, is your like you know amateur salesperson. is going to just push the product but a professional sales person is going to push the solution and that's where you know the client has to understand that this person who's talking to me uh, this businessman this marketing professional is totally committed to my well being that is his intention okay the moment that that does not happen again the credibility goes back so this is ethos is credibility which i've just you know in a short way i've i've just explained it Second is Correct. second is pathos, which is the rapport that you share with anybody, uh, be it your existing client or prospective client. And see, uh, if I there's a there's a very nice technique of how you can build rapport. But I'll just tell this to you in short that rapport. Uh, I mean, we get along with all those people who are very similar to us. Okay, uh, like if if you remember your college days. you will find that you will remember that there were groups of friends now each group uh, even you had your group of friends and there was some similarity between all of you maybe the way you dressed maybe the way you talked maybe geography uh, you know from where you where, where you belonged uh, like you know we had all university toppers in one group all uh, uh, all these uh, backbenchers in one group we had smokers group okay we had <laughs> yeah i mean and there was a group with all beautiful women uh, all all in the same group okay so similarities is what binds people together so somewhere if the prospective client realizes that you are quite similar uh, to him or her then they perceive that yes uh, uh, then this person will understand my problem and i can i can uh, you know cry on his shoulder you know that so that's rapport and the third one is logos which is logic now when you are giving them the solution you should always back it up with logic why certain product or service uh, is uh, you know the, the client should buy that one and why not the other one there should be some good solid logic behind it okay now you realize that if you take anything out of this ethos pathos and logos then um, uh, trust is lost now let's take the popular example uh, uh, in in the world currently and that is marriage Okay, uh, I'm I'm assuming that most of the uh, husbands and wives trust each other. Uh, that that's the uh, that's the you know wishful thinking that I have. <laughs> But you see, let's say that uh, that someday the husband uh, loses the credibility in the eyes of the wife in some way. I'll not give the specifics. Okay, uh, that's where the trust goes. Sometimes couples say that you know now the love is lost, which means there is no rapport, which means pathos has gone bad. Again, the relationship starts rocking, and uh, sometimes uh, you know couples maybe talking illogical things for each other. Again, so you are not going to trust a person who talks illogical things, isn't it? So this is how now all this uh, again how trust is related to business is what I. 
just described but at the same time if you really want somebody to trust you again we come back to those four quadrants the uh, you know self awareness self management especially others awareness and others management because if you can understand the other person then you can make them trust you by uh, you know using the language in the right way behaving in the right way etc etc that, that's how these are uh, these two things are related wonderful wonderful i mean no better way to put it than to you know map it with the concept and also putting it into the quadrant i've always felt it's very much easier if you write it if you put it down in writing then only you can improve rather than just thinking about you know these are my strengths these could be an opportunity and stuff like that so uh, you 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 said it right ethos benefits over features pathos belong to the group logos answer why and be logical uh, be empathetic empathetic understanding um and then tailor your approach and communication to resonate with the client emotionally so trust being a fundamental factor in b2b space emotional intelligent professionals can build trust through genuine interactions so, great great so moving on uh, last but not the least i mean we can discuss on and on about a lot of things but how do you think uh, we can manage negotiations and resolve conflicts with ai by tailoring value propositions well you know the first thing uh, in negotiations uh, everybody needs to understand this uh, any kind of negotiation happens because of agreements and not because of disagreements a lot of people uh, you know have a very wrong approach in negotiations where they are just uh, uh, you know focusing more on what is not common okay or what is uncommon uh, they focus on the differences whereas uh, in emotional intelligence generally what we teach people is approach the the negotiation with with agreements getting agreements from the other person like i'll i'll give you an example let's say you go to to a flea market you know, you know what a flea market is a flea market is a place where you know you get a lot of uh, a lot of stuff brand, probably branded as well uh, a lot of good stuff but at uh, cheaper prices but we bus abibas rikao and stuff like that yeah yeah <laughs> so uh you go there but you know even if you get it cheap it's just that you need to negotiate or you need to bargain over there so let's say you want to buy a leather belt okay uh, from that place so let's say that person says that okay i'll give you this leather belt for 200 rupees or 500 rupees or whatever whatever it is now you know that uh, you have to bargain over there because quite easily you can get it uh, cheaper so when i say that focus on the agreements first of all ask this but chunk it up to the level of intention that uh, are you sure you want to sell this belt <laughs> i mean it's a funny question and the, the shopkeeper might just say to you yes of course i want to sell this belt that's why i've opened this stall over here but then yeah you want to sell i want to buy okay so this is this is an agreement it's a, it's a highest intention level agreement that you know you want this okay or do you want to sell this i i want to buy okay cool now the next thing is that 
you get agreements from the person that uh, this belt is not a pure leather belt for example okay it's not a pure leather belt so the person says the person has to agree if it is not a pure leather belt it's just a metaphoric representation i'm giving you which you can use you know in in b2b marketing as well so so the shopkeeper says yes i mean it's not a pure leather belt you got one agreement then you say that the belt is not branded the shopkeeper says well it is branded and then you say that you, you see adidas is a brand abibas is not a brand <laughs> so so that person has to agree that yes it is not adidas but it is abibas okay uh, so you've got the third level of agreement from that person and then you say hey, you know you see this mall over here if i go to this mall and uh, ask for a branded pure leather belt uh, quite easily i can get that branded uh, uh, pure leather belt maybe let's say for 570 rupees or 580 rupees and what you are telling me is a uh, is 500 rupees okay so and if you don't if you don't believe me you can come with me to the mall i'll show uh, show it to you obviously this person is not going to come to the mall that's when this person is going to uh, has to agree with you that okay probably what you're saying is true so you got the fourth level of agreement now after getting all these agreements then you say to this person and it's kind of a leading question that if all these uh, things are true don't you think you should give me this belt for 200 rupees or 250 rupees generally that's the uh, that, that's the 50 percent price that we start with generally at flea markets so now comes the objection okay from the other person and maybe what this person says that uh, okay you seem to be like a reasonable person <laughs> you see the thing is that if you don't have this approach you know the approach of uh, uh, you know if you directly tell this person no i am going to pay only 250 rupees or 200 rupees then it's going to go into that binary argument okay where nobody is getting nowhere uh, it's basically disagreement and hence negotiations don't happen but now because you have got agreements from that person now you are in a better position to negotiate uh, saying that you know these four things exist or don't exist so don't you think that we should agree on such a price somewhere when you okay if there is a disagreement even after doing this then chunk it up to the level of agreements and listen uh what you are saying is that you are ready to offer this to me for 350 rupees but brother what you really need to understand <laughs> is that again it's not a pure leather belt it's not branded so maybe that person comes down to 300 maybe at 275 and that's where you know you probably you can have a have a deal there this is one way you know where uh, you understand what that person values okay now if if you are really the shopkeeper and trying to sell something because in b2b marketing or in um, uh, in business in general if you understand the other person what that person values then you will be able to give uh, you will be able to kind of provide a solution which uh, matches the values of that person and if it really 100% matches the values of that person then you have an upper hand when it comes to negotiations so then you can say that okay you want this in your business you want that in your business you want to achieve this you want this outcome you want to achieve that goal okay we'll provide you with all this but at this uh, but at this price okay uh, 
it's the the groundwork in negotiations is important and again it relates back to understanding the other person what that other person values and and then attaching your solution to those values and hence you are in a better position to negotiate this is uh, used a lot uh, by lawyers as well before actually they go in court or you know they have out of court settlement <laughs> generally they they'll have this kind of approach okay so this is an example of using emotional intelligence in negotiations what about uh, conflict anything that is specific to conflicts in b2b services and b2b product so b2b product is usually tangible so you can have a better uh, view of it but b2b services is more difficult so if you can add up to one example in that you know sometimes yeah rightly you you rightly put it that products are tangible services are not which means there is a little bit of a trust deficit isn't it <laughs> and they are uh, what, what they are saying is they'll provide such and such service which is equivalent to going to the moon and coming back uh, okay <laughs> so uh, uh, now now they need evidence for it okay now you will provide that evidence and uh, and and that's kind of a no brainer how you provide that evidence because that evidence is there on your website uh the past uh, clients that you've had um maybe some testimonials and and stuff like that uh maybe you can give some references maybe you can give 100% matching references where somebody had a similar issue you provided them with a solution which is which is which was probably very expensive as per the perception of this current client but then you say that uh they had the same problem Uh, uh they bought this service from us this is what we did and now they are at a much better place maybe you can just show them the share price value <laughs> after implementing something i mean that's the kind of evidence that they are looking at correct so um, i think where services are involved we need to make things tangible for them and maybe for that if you need to use the crutch of some other client well i think we should <laughs> well, that's the best way you see uh, people uh, get persuaded even more okay when they hear the same thing from a third person okay and then they see the same results uh, from a third client okay so that's i think that's probably what needs to be done awesome awesome so that's yet another amazing and insightful session uh, with you amarendra uh, i obviously love uh, discussing a lot there's always a lot to learn a lot to imbibe and there are a lot of examples as well that you give so incorporating emotional intelligence into b2b marketing b2b sales strategies uh, definitely requires uh, fostering deep relationships understanding ourselves more and stepping into others shoes and then creating more impactful communication ultimately so then you can have a higher conversion rate you can have higher customer satisfaction and overall a long term client loyalty in b2b marketplace in general that is what we are aiming for uh, thank you thank you once again amarendra guys don't forget to check out uh, amarendra's academy amarendra's agile agile neuro website aanlp.org 
for more insights into the brain of this wonderful fellow. Uh, there's also a free assessment, uh, which Amarinder mentioned. Don't forget to sign up for that. You'll be amazed at you know, what things we carry in our mind. And when you get an insightful assessment done with Amarendra, he'll shed more light into it. I will also share these links uh, in my LinkedIn post. So thank you once again for tuning in. I would love to know how you felt about this episode. Do share, rate, subscribe and review this channel. Follow me on LinkedIn for more updates. Remember, marketing is not a cost center. It's an investment center. Let's treat it like one. This is Tanay Sarpoddar on Mindful Minutes. Thank you for joining us. Namaskar. Take care.